right, just like we all expected, a gopher dominant victory over Colorado. Uh, welcome back. That's what we're here to talk about. Said that in weird order, but that's okay. Uh, gophers coming off the 30 nothing victory over Colorado. Uh, suffocating defense. Solid rushing attack of it against a very good uh, defense in Colorado. Um, fellas, what were your what were your overall thoughts about the game? What stood out to you? Yeah, it was definitely not uh, kind of a slugfest like at least I was picturing it to be. Um, I was picturing a lot more kind of back and forth on the ground. I kind of pictured it looked like a like a kind of a lot of punts, like a Big Ten, your kind of standard rough uh, three yards in a cloud of dust kind of game. But we looked pretty good on offense, and then our defense actually was what kind of made me the most happy. Honestly, I think we could probably all agree with that. That yeah, we it, basically every key to the game. I think we said last time, pretty much checked off every box in like the first half with getting a pass rush, forcing him to throw the ball, actually getting sacks. So. It was good. Yeah, I just got to add in quick, boy, Mafe, two sacks. I called you out. You stepped up. Uh, nice job. Let's keep it going. Yeah, I thought it was uh, yeah, pretty pretty surprising, not going to lie. I did not think it would be like that. looked like we made a lot of adjustments, which, which was nice, but uh, it was just nice to see the D-line come together, and linebackers didn't look terrible. Really shocking. I just thought that was uh, after a year and start of this season, I thought that was just a lost cause, not going to lie, but... Yeah, just surprising, I guess. I would not expect us to play them that. Yeah, you know, I was really happy with how it went that game. That gopher defense was, you know, as PJ would say, elite. Um, I was looking it up and everything. That was a first shutout against a Power 5 opponent since 1977. Finally, Kurt, you kind of said, like, the biggest thing you wanted to see at this game was seeing, like, a a rush, like the front rush like the front line rush and get linebackers in there. And I think we just saw that, you know, all throughout the game, big time, um, boy, Mafe and Carl and uh, Thomas rush this game. It was, they played awesome. Um, Colorado limited to 63 yards of offense with under 19 rushing yards. Now that is just unheard of. If I would have told you last week that we would hold them to negative 19 rushing yards you guys would have thought I was crazy I would have thought I was crazy given that our you know running defense has been such so horrendous but man credit to them they did a played an awesome game um best defense I've seen in a long time from this goal for yeah um like you and Sam both mentioned the defensive front the edge is finally set in this game um that's something I didn't think we did very well even against Miami of Ohio and uh yeah, the linebackers made the plays that were right there in front of them. Um, I can't complain. Both Sorimar and and Gibbons both had great games with uh, the team of tackles. I will say it's tough to really say because Colorado's offense, like we thought, was not good. And not just against us. They're not a great offense this year at all. Um, but like we mentioned, they do have playmakers at running back in Broussard. Um, and he didn't do anything. I get his name right. Yeah, Broussard. Looking at the stats here, I'm like, did he even play that much? He had five carries for eight yards. I mean, they didn't, they just didn't, well, one, they like didn't have the ball. We had the ball for 40 minutes of the game. Uh, that's a lot. And then the quarterback, I, he he didn't really run on us either. I, I just, you couldn't have drawn up a better game plan. We we said what we wanted to see happen, and it happened. Um I feel like the defense, if this Colorado offense was a test for them, it's like 
I don't know. It's like it was a pretty easy test, but we got a hundred percent on it. So that's all you can really ask for. It was a good tune-up, and it, happening against a Power Five team, I feel like it gives the group a lot of confidence moving forward. Now, as we get closer to the uh, resumption of Big Ten play, I mean, yeah, I agree on all that. I don't want to sound negative, but you know, what? I'm gonna do it. Um, <laughs> uh, I also just thought their game was bad. Yes, thank you. I was gonna add that they looked they looked sloppy. I thought. Yeah, and like. Like you said, they have a playmaker at running back. Like, if they've watched any film on us, they should be, like, feeding him the ball. But they didn't, at, like, at all. You thought the quarterback, from what I understand, he's, he's not necessarily a rushing quarterback or anything, but he's mobile enough. I mean, I still have things I want to see, like Tanner be pulling the ball more. Um, special teams still wasn't great. Uh, and you could still tell at times on deeps there was a bit of confusion. But, yeah, if I'm being negative... That's all I would say. Otherwise, I shouldn't complain to him as a shutout. Go, go. No, you know, Sam, <clears throat> we were talking earlier, just texting. I'm, I'm with Kurt. It's not like I'm overly impressed or sold with the defense. Like we were saying, Colorado looked like they weren't playing their best football that day. Um, just kind of sloppy, especially in the second quarter. I think they committed two turnovers. Um, um, and I don't know. It just seems like... You know, don't get me wrong. It was a great performance by our defense and everything. Um, but overall, I think it, we could see improvement. Um, I think I'd like to see Tanner pull the ball a little more too, Sam. Um, though I'm not really sh- He does have some legs under him. Um, obviously, we want to give our backs the ball a little more. But, you know, I, w- I would see him to, like, kind of take control of the game. Um, additionally, yes, special teams fell from grace. Um not really good punting. Obviously, our, our kicking was very subpar. I think we missed, what, an extra point and two, three field yeah, goals? We left some points out there in the kicking game. Yeah. Yeah, so kind of fell from grace there um, after a, kind of a strong start there. Um, bobbling a punt on uh, the kickoff return, or bobbling the kick on a kick return. Um, had to fall on it, I think. And, you know... Um, yeah, um, here's here's another thing that I saw. Third down, three for 11 on third down. Not very good on the offense. We're going to need those third downs big time when it comes to Big, time, big Ten play. Um, but, yeah, like you said, Sam, you know, if I had to critique anything, it's that. I'm, I'm happy overall with the, with the game. You guys – There's room for – sorry. I was just going to say, you guys jumped ahead. I get, we're into special teams and offense already. I, one one thing I was going to add on defense, and then, Max, you can jump in and either move us along or say one more thing. Um, with the defense, we mentioned, uh, Spencer, you, you mentioned Rush's game, played really well. He's someone I think can start to see the field a little bit more. Um, you know, I know Boye gets a lot of the attention just because he is that athletic freak, and maybe Rush doesn't really have all the athleticism, but... He's been all over and very noticeable every time he is out there. Uh, he never seems to be out of place, really. So I'd like to see more of Thomas Rush. I just want to say, there was a play that Braylon Oliver made that game that that none of the other two linebackers can. I just wanted to know, I just wanted to point out that I noticed it. He shot through the gap on his side. The run was going away from him. He shot through the hole right in front of him and made the tackle from behind on the on the running back, basically at the line of scrimmage, but caught him from behind. And I'm just saying, Gibbons and Sorimarin are not physically capable of making that play. So I would still like to see maybe a little bit more of Oliver get rotated in there. But when it was going in, when it was going as well as it was on Saturday, I don't, I don't blame them with how the defense played at all. I mean, that was an A plus game. I have 
zero complaints about the defense. Go ahead, Max. I'm going to say, too, outside of the... There is definitely some room for improvement, and like you guys already touched on. But I think if we can go back to uh, Spencer's old segment, the, the word of the game, um, for me afterwards, it just felt like it was a breakthrough. Like, it wasn't... You know, it doesn't... I like that. You don't look at that game and go, oh, man, we're going to win the West. We're going to make a run at the Big Ten title. You know, it's none of that. It's really just they did what they needed to do. We controlled the entire game. We dominated their offense, essentially. Though they didn't have a great game plan, I completely agree, I think. But we also didn't make mistakes, and we didn't play down to their level. So you can't really fault them for that. I'm not going to give them a whole lot of praise other than they did their job, and it was nice to see, especially on the road. It was a big step in the right direction. It was yeah. fundamentally sound for the entirety of the game, and that's something they just hadn't done yet. Against Ohio State, it was the big plays, right? The second half letdown. And then uh, Miami of Ohio, it was just you know not being able to get off the field or making a penalty to keep the drives alive for them. This was a clean game. Uh, yeah, just sound throughout, and definitely definitely a huge step forward. Um, yeah, and I'm sorry for <clears throat> kind of... Getting excited and talking about all and on special teams there too, but you're good. You're good. Another thing, you know, that I really liked, I thought our secondary was looked pretty good. Although, you know, Colorado, you know, Lewis, you know, is more of a running kind of quarterback rather than getting through the air. He just looked pretty. They looked pretty good at just kind of locking down their receivers. I mean, we really kind of limited them through the air. I think that they played sound and pretty well. Um, I kind of like how um, Durr, he kind of moved kind of inside a little bit. I think his presence inside was good, but there is um, um, a freshman. His name's Justin Wally. He seems yeah. pretty good at, out at the cornerback position out there too. He was playing a lot there. Um, I, I was just, like you said, Kurt, I was A-plus performance by the D. No complaints. Huge improvement since... I mean, for over the past few years, no big rushes. They were certainly capable of doing that out of the Pac-12 player of the year. So I'm really happy with how they played. I agree, Spencer, on a lot of that, especially uh, the freshman. Uh, well, you said I noticed him a lot, too. Um, yeah, I, it was improvement. There's still more to improve on. I just hope we don't regress because this has been a long time coming. A lot of these mistakes are very, they should be, e- like, theoretically pretty easy to adjust for. So I'm surprised this hasn't came like came a lot sooner but yeah that's all i want i want to see even another step because there still is that next step that we this defense very is very capable of getting to yeah and uh you guys brought up wally who was a true freshman contributing um i obviously trey potts had a heck of a game and i feel like we've already we've already ascended him into the running back that's just like oh yeah he's gonna have a good game he's already taken over 26 carries 121 yards three touchdowns you know it sucked losing Mo, but I think we might have said this before the season started. But if you're gonna if you're gonna lose somebody from one position, the running backs, and we we kind of saw why you have Potts, like I mentioned at the game that he so now he just goes by Buck. Uh, Fifteen carries for eighty nine yards uh, with a long of twenty eight. He was terrific. Um, you definitely found him. I think he will be the the pair. You know the pair yeah. to spare. PJ always says. I think Potts and Irving are going to be your pair, and I think I think Kai Thomas might have won the the spare. Another freshman with seven carries for sixty six yards. I uh, also added a touchdown. Um, Williams did play. He only got I think he only got the one carry and he fumbled. So 
That'll be, uh, that's kind of tough for him. Uh, Wiley, who I said I didn't think was like yeah. done with last week, he didn't play. I, I didn't see him on the field one time. I know he didn't record a carry. Um, record a carry. So if he wasn't there to pass block, I don't think he played at all. So looks like he's bumped down on the depth chart. But uh, just what are your thoughts on just the running game in general, I guess? You know, Kurt. Um, it's funny you ask that, you know, I just think I do, you know, I remember us talking about this at the game. I know Moe's gone. Don't get me wrong. It'd be great if we had him in the lineup still, but you know, like you said, if there is a position that, you know, we had an injury at, it's this one. We're so deep in the running back position and it's honestly a shame. You know, I think that the whole string of backs that we have are solid players. I think that they all could see time, but we're just so deep in that position and so skilled in it that it's hard to really even see, you know, times where you can carry the ball. Um, like you said, I like, you know, what what'd you say, pair and share? Or pair and spare? Pair and a spare, sorry. <laughs> that, okay. I, I like that because it's true, you know, Bucky Irving, man, he had that nice breakout run. True freshman, right? So, I mean, he's just going to improve, you know, as the season goes on. Just he has the athletic ability. It's just making those decisions, cutting through the holes and, and knowing what you're doing as a back, which takes time. You know, Potts obviously kind of solidified as our number one back. He's just putting in work. He's just a beast. Um, and, you know, I, I just, I'm looking at Kai Thomas too, who could really be like, you know, Bucky Irving. He's also a really good back. But like you said, I think that Bucky just kind of took it off took it all and solidified him as our number two. But man, it's just awesome to see our backs like this. You know, it always seems like Minnesota always produces some solid running backs. And that's that's awesome in the Big Ten. I think it could be argued that Irving ran between the tackles at least just as well, if not better than Potts, which was surprising yeah. just because he, he is a true freshman. And usually running backs got to bulk up a little bit, especially for Big Ten play. But um, no, he looked good in there. Uh he stiff-armed that one man straight to the ground on that run. He broke to the outside. It wasn't the long, long one, but he broke a run, cut it out, and then stiff-armed that one guy to the ground, which was nice to see. Um, and Max, I'll let you jump in, but, I mean, the O-line, we were worried about this Colorado defense coming in because they were a physical team. They held A&M to very minimal rushing yards and held them to 10 points total. So, I mean, this defense is legit. It's not like the Colorado offense, which we knew was kind of going to be a weak point of the team. This this Colorado defense had been physical coming into this game. So, I mean, the whole line really stepped up for this game as well. Yeah. I want to touch on something I heard both you and Spencer say was uh, you'd like an, if an injury was to happen, you'd like at the running back. I'd argue I'd like it at linebacker because I feel like the next guy up can't be that much worse. <laughs> All right. Um, no, I, I like the running it was really nice to see how all three of them could just kind of do it. Like I, I wouldn't be worried if any one of them had to get rotated in. Um, Potts was able to sneak in really well. Like, you know, Mo has those times where it looks like there's no gap. And he kind of popped out. I saw Potts do that a couple of times. Um, Irving looked very shifty, which was nice to see. I was like having that as like kind of a more change of pace, but uh, I just wish we'd almost used one of them. Um, I don't know. I, I don't like Potts returning. Like, if you're going to have that yeah. one guy, don't have him really are stuck on a running back return. Pick pick one of the backups in the line. I don't know. I mean, I'm not worried, I guess, either way. Like, we're all we're going to be set no matter what happens with injuries there. But, uh, yeah, it was kind of surprising. But, again, I keep saying that. But 
nice to see that we were able to compete with a team that could hold Texas A&M as well as they did. I'll, I'll agree with you there. If if Potts is going to be your number one back, I, I'm done with him being the punt returner then. Have Kai Thomas do it. Have have even Irving do it. I, I don't like having the number one back taking more hits on kick return and punt return, but it is what it is. I definitely agree there. At least for kick returns, it seems like we like to fair catch it a lot, but yeah, there's just no there's no point. <laughs> like the risk reward isn't great there. I mean, if he was Reggie Bush, then yeah, well, but but he's not. So let's right. just, <laughs> Dang let's just it. use him as the number one back. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, the one last thing too, I was gonna say about this offense. Uh, kind of going back to last episode. Um, I I thought it was a rhetorical question when I said, "Are we really gonna try to road grade this Colorado team?" in the in the altitude on the road in the heat and yeah they ended up doing exactly that 277 yards on the ground they ran 70 plays to colorado's 45 um so i'm really glad that they i was eating my words basically watching the game but i'll take it i mean and i was i was shocked just because miami of ohio we didn't dominate them up front there were times where we took control but it was that inconsistent thing so i don't know if it was just our guys were like okay this is colorado another power five team like we're ready to go because i mean we mentioned the line o'keefe is getting a lot of love on twitter and rightfully so the dude is just destroying guys as a tight end yeah uh you know he's he's being the key block on a lot of uh, a lot of these runs he's blocking at like where the play is going he's I mean, just crushing guys. I don't know if you saw the photo of him after the game. He's got the blood all over his nose and and mouth. Um, he's fine. It was like a pride thing. But uh, I mean, he's just he's just a man out there. He's just crushing dudes. That's that's great to see. Um, I just hope the O line keeps that intensity moving forward uh, and doesn't really kind of dip up and down or and play to the level of its competition. Um, yeah. I will say, and I mean this as a positive, even though I'm saying a negative thing, I thought Tanner didn't play a great game. Yeah, it just I agree. wasn't needed. He made some throws. Uh, I thought he missed some pretty open ones early that would have kept drives a lot, uh, alive and led to some touchdowns earlier on. But um, it is what it is. Didn't turn the ball over. 164 yards. How great is it to have Ottman Bell back? He's just so mm-hmm. comfortable throwing Ottman Bell the ball. I mean, he led the I team. Like in... cold. <laughs> yeah, I I like our receivers a lot. I just Ottman Bell four catches, Jackson four catches, then everyone else had one reception that caught a pass. But it was just some big plays. Um, it, it's just great having Ottman Bell back. Yeah, <clears throat> and he was kind of like what I wanted to see um, last week when we were talking. I wanted to see you know, Amon Bell really get ingratiated into the game. And, man, he stepped up. He made that nice, um, you know, play downfield where he got up and got the ball. That was an awesome catch. And um, his presence was known out there. And I think that's going to be huge, you know, especially down the stretch here. You know, we have a solid receiving core out of Rye, Jackson, and Amon Bell. So it's going to be awesome to see them all get after it. Um, you know, Tanner just needs to be like, you know, good at just, you know, I think just hitting the open receivers, um, utilizing their skills and and just, you know, being confident in them. I think that he'll get there. It's just kind of a, like a so-so game by him, like you said, Kurt. Um, but, you know, we ultimately, I, I was impressed with 
um, Ottman Bell for sure. He, that was that was awesome. I found it a little odd, uh, not with how the game ended up going. And the coaches probably saw this and didn't need it, but we pretty much only had two receivers on the field at a time, and I really thought we would see more of uh, Jackson Wright and Ottman Bell all out there at the same time, and we haven't seen that yet. I mean, I'm sure it is a package that we'll see later in the year when we'll be like in more pass-heavy sets, but um, I was a little bit surprised. But, I mean, we just lined up, and we kind of just bullied them. So yeah, I get I get why they didn't show anything this game when, when it was going how it was going, but... Yeah, I'd be, ex- we I'd be talk- expecting to see that in the future. But you and me were talking about that, how it would be nice to spread out defense because it seemed like everyone was stacked right in the box at a lot of times and we kept doing some of the same plays. But at the same time, you know how PJ is also, how it seems he always keeps his cards close to his chest. So I guess I'm fine with it. It worked out. But yeah, if I really hope so. We have some packages like that because that would be deadly. Having Jackson, Ottman, Bell, and then Wright all out there at one point. You're going to get to these teams that are even better defensively than Colorado, just Iowa and Wisconsin. If you're going to, if you want to run the ball, sometimes it's nice to still spread them out a little with your O-line being as good as it is and just getting less bodies in the box. And when you have three legitimate threats out there, um, those three receivers we mentioned, it, it just, it can make life easier on the running back and the offensive line. And what I don't like is when they're in the heavy bunch set and they still run the QB read because that, that guy is just crashing on the running back off the edge. It's like everyone's packed in there, and now you're just letting someone this close to the football go unblocked in because they know Tanner's not going to pull it. I think he did once. It didn't really – it's just not an effective play. Let's just be honest. I'm not counting on this by, oh, end of the year, Tanner's pulling it every now and then for an easy 10 yards. It's like that's – I've kind of given up on that ever happening out of this. So, um, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Do we even want to mention anything more about special teams? All right. I'm just saying it's it's got to change, man. I mean, here's the thing. We 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 saw some promise at the beginning of the year. Like we did. We Trickett is hitting those field goals. But uh, I say it every week, man. The extra points drives me insane. I cannot take it when extra points are missed. Granted, it happens maybe once a year or something, but I just can't. I, it's just not tolerable. That and okay, missing the you know the long field goals. I guess. I mean, he missed an attempt at twenty four yards. I don't think that's excusable. Forty six. Oh, okay, you know, but he hit a fifty plus one earlier this year. You know, it should be yeah. cake. Um, Crawford, our punter, had a punt for thirty yards in the second quarter. Colorado has the ball on their own 47 yards. Remember at the end of the half, I thought for sure they were going to score, but we somehow shut it down thanks to our defense. But yeah, it's just, and then I forget, was it Thomas? He kind of muffed the, the kickoff and then kind of went down on it. Was that in the third or something like that? I can't remember. I don't know. I don't know if that was that Kai Thomas or was that William on a punt re- or a kick return? I can't remember what it was. It I wanted to see it. Regardless, I think it was it, but yeah. Yeah, regardless, it's just, that's the kind of thing that it just, you know, just clean up the sloppiness, you know. It's going to really come back to bite us when we, you know, if there's a three and out or we only – you know, have a few string of plays here. And then we have, we need like a nice solid punt down the field to avoid solid field position by a team. Like we got to nail our punts and we can't let 
ourselves miss out on easy point opportunities. It's just inexcusable. Um, and I think they'll clean it up, but man, we've been, we've been talking about the special teams for two seasons now. It's got to clean up. We'll say the one difference this year is that maybe it's just me being a little optimistic, but it feels like it's a little bit more of a case is that like we've seen our kicker that we have a kicker that can that can perform right yeah. instead yeah. of just having a shaky kicker that had another bad game it was maybe just a, a solid kicker that kind of struggled on the road yeah. against colorado for a game yeah. so that's what we're you, hoping it is yeah you do make a good point kurt you know kickers have bad games maybe this is his you know bad game he has I mean, been pretty successful all season long up to this point so i'm sure he'll pick it up and and you know pick up where he left off. Everything, so. I, I don't blame you at all for having the thoughts you do. And I'm right there with you. As far as the rest of special teams go without, like besides the missed kicks that there's really not much of an excuse for that. We just, we gotta, we gotta get it going here, but right. Yeah. 30 to nothing win. Just like we all, uh, we all predicted. So we right. did all have a go for victory. We didn't, we didn't go with the, uh, the Vegas betters and have Colorado winning. So we're all good there. Right. Um, yeah. So now on to this Saturday, 11 a.m. kickoff here at the bank. Uh, we host Bowling Green, who just got their first win um, since 2019, I believe. It's at, yep. First win since 2019. They beat uh, Murray State. Um, yeah, Gophers open up as a 31-point favorite. It did drop down to 28, but then is now back up to 31, so that didn't last very long. Um, we'll start with the Gophers' offense in this how are you feeling about the offense in this matchup, guys? Fine. Um, oh, go ahead, Sam. <laughs> Sam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Like, this is as close to a <laughs> – there's no gimmies in college football. We there's. I'm not saying that. But if you show up and play hard, this is an easy 20-point win. At least it should be. Um, yeah. Their run defense has not been great. Uh, they gave up – you know, Tennessee, they played Tennessee to start the year. They gave up 331 yards rushing to Tennessee. Oh, ooh. I know we don't have Mo anymore, but I would think if our O-line shows up and just leans on them, we should probably have three rushing touchdowns in the first half, I would assume. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, that's that alone, Kurt. We're obviously going to just run this ball down the throw line green. It's... That I think will be easy. Um, I don't know. I would like to see us maybe maybe get some good play action, maybe utilize the tight end a little bit. I don't know, just to see, get comfortable with with our the rest of the plays. You know, I know that we probably won't show a whole lot. Yeah, but you know, I do want to see what we can do at least get a glimmer of some things other than running the ball. Along with that. We can't just like run the juice out of pots. You know, I don't want to see us like him get hurt for no reason against this team. Um, it's it's apparent we're gonna we're gonna certainly get a ton of of yards rushing on them. Maybe get like you said, um, um, pair and spare. Maybe get that going. You know, get the ball spread out a little bit with our backs. But obviously, we're just gonna be able to run like it's nothing on them. Yeah, I would I would love to see us, you know, work on other elements of this offense that we're going to need later on. I just don't think we'll see that at all. I think it will be pots heavy and early 
And then we're going to, my hope is once we're up 14 nothing, you know, Potts has 15 carries. Potts has like 15 carries, 100 yards, and two touchdowns in the first half. I, I'm hoping, I'm hoping we're rotating in those other backs. This is a game where you can, it should really be a game if it's going how we expect, where you use Irving, uh, Thomas, Williams, and, and Wiley and just let them figure out, okay, what's this rotation going to be behind? Uh, it's looking like Irving. I'm, expect, I'm ex, uh, expecting a lot of Irving and Thomas, but I'd like to see Wiley and Williams get worked in too, just because, like we said, we think they're talented backs, and this is this is a game to get them those guys work. Uh, mm-hmm. I would also like to see maybe some of the other tight ends get used a little bit more this game. Uh, we mentioned Coquif been mashing people. Uh, those guys need rest too. I wouldn't mind seeing him, you know, get subbed out a little bit more often. He's in the game a lot of the time, and I don't blame us, but I'd rather save him. I mean, we have Purdue just the following week to get back in the Big Ten play, and um, they played Notre Dame tough, so I'd like to have as many of these guys healthy as as possible. So we'll see how that goes. I'm really not concerned about the offense. I don't think we'll throw it a ton. Yeah. Um, I'd like to hit on some big plays, though, like off the play action, maybe, you know, to extend that lead and solidify it the the lead in this game going into halftime but um max what are your thoughts i pretty much just expect us to run the ball at least 50 times for like 300 yards yeah (laughs) um honestly in a in a perfect world you know you'd see Potts, wiley williams thomas and irvin all just get 10 carries a piece uh they probably could do this game right um i i also i mean I know this isn't even like a real like game strategy, but I I have to expect, and I kind of hope we get to see maybe Zach Enixted take some reps towards the end of the game. Just we haven't seen him in forever. Throw the ball, yeah, yeah. Just I mean, he hasn't had live game reps in how long? Like I know we're already just jumping to the end of the game. Like yeah, let's just get through the (laughs) the boring first, second, third quarters, and then we're up by a million. (laughs) And I I don't say that as I mean, like you said, there's no gimme, but watching some of the some of the footage on this bowling green team who was the good. uh who was the game i took you to max back in the day and i'm like yeah we're, we lost last oh. game but don't worry we should be was that ndsu or is that unlv yeah that was ndsu that was yeah. my first school for game ever i was told you know oh, no. this is like a really small school really we should bad. win <laughs> and we lost <laughs> that was and bad. uh yeah that was not great good. but I don't think I think that NDSU team would beat this team by thirty yes. points. So yes, probably. Like I'm not even joking. Like watching the footage, like <laughs> I know they're like everyone talks to like Mac schools. Like they're always going to come to fight. Like they look at these Big Ten teams. Like you know they're kind of the PJ says it himself. It's not a chip. It's a crack on their shoulder. And like blah 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 blah. But watching some of this team play, it's like. Do you enjoy football? Like, what are we doing here? Like, Murray State is an FCS school, and it was a battle. Like, yeah, and it wasn't yeah. good. It was the most boring highlight. Like, there was literally a highlight package of the game. You can look it up on YouTube. And I mean, I love any college football, but watching that it was like, huh? Yeah. Like, <laughs> and they won. <laughs> like, yeah. So uh, yeah, here's see- here's the bad Spencer. No, yeah, I was just gonna say they seem a little un, in, undisciplined too. You know, getting penalties and and everything. They are the. I just read it. They're the second worst 
rushing defense in the nation. Um, and our team being one of the best rushing teams in the nation, it's just not going to look good for them. Now, granted, it seems like, you know, over the past few seasons, excluding yesterday, we've been kind of playing to the level of these, these non-Power 5 teams during our non-conference games, keeping it close. But I think this is just different. This is... I just can't foresee, I can't foresee us, especially with, you know, our line. I know I also read that they have eight sacks on the, on the season. That's most by a Mac team, um, which is impressive, but. And most I mean, of those came last week. Right. Against this FCS team, like Mac said. So yeah. I just don't foresee us, you know, not running this ball down, down their throats all game. So it'll be. Yep. It'll be kind of cool to to see us just tear relaxing. Up, but yeah, right. Hopefully, Not be on we the hope. edge of my seat. We hope. Um, Sam, is there anything you wanted to add about the offense at all? No, you said fine. No. So, so no. I thought we're good. That um, was pretty much it. Yeah, <laughs> I feel fine. Yeah. Uh, so moving over to their offense, our defense. They threw for over three hundred yards last game. Still, their their average on the season is still under two forty. So. Shows you they haven't had like a ton of success all year being like an air raid team. I don't know for sure that they're like necessarily define themselves as as an air raid team, but um, they're only averaging 53 yards a game running the ball. So that's got to be the worst. I didn't look that up. That's the second worst in FBS. Second worst? Mm -hmm. I, I mean, that's tough to do, like to not. Who's behind wow. that? Like, think know. about that. 53 rushing yards per game. I mean, who is worse than that? So it, it could be could be another game for the Gophs to uh, to kind of pad their defensive stats and lower those, uh, kind of balance out those big plays given up against Ohio State to just bring them all back down to a nice, solid average for the defense for, for rushing. But, um, yeah, I, here's what I will say, though. If they're going to be this pass-heavy team – would still love to see the front four continue working on their their stunts and whatnot that worked well right. against Colorado. Get after this quarterback. Um, I'd like to see, like I said, more of Thomas Rush, more of MJ Anderson. He also had a nice game against Colorado. Uh, see these young guys get in and see what they can do. Um, and some confidence. Hopefully, we get home and uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know what else there's to say yeah. about this offense. I mean, <laughs> I guess we'll be able to see like our secondary kind of more involved, which is going to be nice. I feel like we'll be able to see like good reps and a solid game out of them. I know we only really got to see that deeply kind of in Ohio State, which was, you know, obviously wishy-washy first time, yeah. first game of the year. But I guess in that respect, that'll be nice to see. But otherwise, I don't have anything else, boys. Let's be honest, it's a tune-up, right? It's a tune-up before your full go in Big Ten. You want to get mm-hmm. through it healthy, confident, and you want to dominate, which you should. So, yeah, um, yeah. I, I guess, did, Max, does anyone have anything that they want to add in? Let's get some solid special teams play in as well. But, yeah, uh, I was just going to say <laughs> that. Maybe get if, it, if we utilize special teams, like if we need to punt, let's get a solid punt in there. Let's cover it. Or, you know, extra yeah. points. Let's hit all of them. DJ, um, let's use this oh. time for game management exercise because that you was brutal sure. at the end of Colorado. I was Thank just going to shoot past it. Okay, yeah. go ahead. We can get into it if you want. No, yeah, like uh, end of the game. So I'm listening it on the radio, right? And 
I'm like in my seat saying like, snap it, snap it, snap it. And it's just like, I know they're, you know, based on the radio, they're not snapping. And I'm like, it's time's got to be out by now. And sure enough, it was, it didn't make sense. You know, it seems like PJ is not really a great clock manager. Um, he Correct. seems to burn out our, our timeouts at the beginning of the halves every game. And then we only have one timeout at the end of the game. Granted, we could have used that one timeout anyway. He complained yeah. that the refs told him that the clock would stop, which I'm like, shouldn't you know, like, that the clock will not stop here? Or, you yeah. know, you're the well, coach of this game. How was I, nobody I, noticing? It's not like it was right. like four seconds and it went from four to zero. It's like there was like 19 seconds exactly. left. Exactly. And it exactly. just kept ticking. It's like no one noticed. And also, there's not many penalties that the defense accepts when, like, like we ran, it was a downfield lineman, right? Like when the play ends yeah. in like a tackle play, I'm pretty sure almost all of those defense has the option to let the clock keep running once the ball's blown back into play. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I thought that was kind of, I want to say common to like everybody, but I thought for sure the coaches would know that. PJ right. says the ref told them differently. It's a bad mistake. It ended up not costing yeah. us. Honestly, when we were only up 13 nothing at half, I was like, what is going on? This should be like a at least 20 to nothing, maybe 27 right. nothing right now. But yeah. Yeah. Um, I was gonna give him a pass on that. I just I just <laughs> you know, whatever. Yeah. I, I do like PJ. He's just gotta that is something he can work on because it it's not the first time he's had those issues. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. Yeah. I I just want to hit on one thing. I think it'd be kind of cool. This would be also a game to maybe let the quarterback kind of audible. And not sit there and wait for the sideline to give him the play or everything and wait for the defense to line up. Because the amount of times you saw that clock tick down to like two or even one was ridiculous. So I think it'd be, I don't know, experiment with it. I'm sure Tanner's smart. He can figure it out. I don't blame you at all, Sam. Or I don't disagree with you at all. But if it hasn't happened at this point, I just don't think that's going to happen. I think they're going to line up, look over, see what the defense is showing them, run up. Whenever they're in a yeah. hurry and like run up and he's like, you know, Tanner's up there yelling everything to each lineman, like, yeah, yeah. And he's like clapping his hands quick. It's almost always just then a run up the gut. It's like quick, yeah. quick, and it's like snap, I, run up the gut. I think it's also just the philosophy of Pete. Like, we're just eating up clock on our drives. Like, yeah. I don't think that he wants to be in a rush for us to get the ball snapped. Though it would be cool, like, if he just said, no, I see this happening. Let's do this or that. Um, but yeah, I. I don't foresee that happening. You're playing with fire when you do that, though. It's like you're, you're literally betting a second that they're going to – like Tanner does a good job about rushing and actually getting it off, but you shouldn't put all that weight on him. Yeah. I don't know. Too bad. So sad, Sam. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is – PJ's like literally said that he – I don't know if he was being sarcastic in a way, but I, I wouldn't doubt if this is actually like sort of their plan, but he – he had said, and especially against Ohio State, like he he wants to be in third down situ- like third and short situations. Like he kind of jokingly said at one point, I believe he would like to be in third and like one or third and inches on every single like set of downs, meaning that they're gonna eat up that much clock every possession. Which in theory, great, but I think like we said before, it's only like that's like a perfect world scenario <laughs> where you're yeah. gonna be able to do that ideally we score on every drive like i wish the clock wasn't it's it's odd when when your coach's offensive philosophy kind of resolves around the clock and time management 
when better. you're terrible <laughs> at time management. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, all things to uh to work on going forward, and we'll get it turned around. So let's go into score predictions, fellas. Um, Gophers thirty-one point favorites, like we said. I like the Gophers to win this one. I don't know about you guys, but I am going to go. I think that's just a lot of points, and it's homecoming week. I know I I went back and forth on this, but I don't. I, that's too many for me to. We usually never cover in the non-conference when we're favored, so I'm gonna go Gophers forty-one, Bowling Green thirteen. Wow. Um, I have just a good feeling about this. Um, I'm gonna go Gophers forty-five, Bowling Green seven. Like it. I'll go thirty-two. Uh, Bowling Gophers obviously, and Bowling Green ten. Later. Thirty-two ten or thirty-two to ten. All right, uh, Max. <laughs> wait, 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 what? Sorry. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I. It is a lot of points, and I know we we normally don't cover these ones, but I this Bowling Green is just that bad. Um, Gophers forty eight. Only because back-to-back shutouts are rare. Bowling Green three. <laughs> wow, forty-eight three to dub. Um, nice. One other better offense than Colorado, though. I know that's not saying much, but it's it's probably on par with Colorado. I should say, which yeah. Is. But they have the second worst rushing attack, though, in the nation. Air raid. Here comes the air raid to test their second. Year. <laughs> is yeah, it yeah, is it yeah. an air raid or is it just a necessity that they have yeah, to throw the ball? <laughs> yeah, that's a good. It's not does by matter? choice. Does it matter? <laughs> I'm uh, just trying to like. Okay, is it gonna shock you though if the Gophers like come out? It's like okay, we're at 14 nothing, and it's like oh crap, they quick out, missed a tackle, and your speediest guy it. on the field goes for a tutter. I'm just saying. I would not be surprised if you're right, Kurt. I would not be surprised if that. I'm happened. just trying to. Uh, I don't know. Not, not have us all just you know being all overconfident. I picture some Bowling Green fan, which I don't know if those guys exist, but I picture some Bowling Green fan hearing this and be like, what the? They're just giving us no respect. I hope we come out here. So I, I, I hear you guys, Bowling Green fans. and uh, man. It's not guys, that I don't respect you all out there. It's just I not very good. It. I just yeah. can't see it. If you two are listening, yeah. go for hole. I don't know if this was a joke. It was an interesting nugget, and then it led into like, wait, what? Hey, the uh, all-time series is one and one. That was my fact. I forgot to say it. So we lost the him. Breaker. Yep. When? I don't know. I just, I just saw that the all-time series is one and one. Jeez, man, that's not good. Well, I mean, let, let's be honest. We were probably one of the worst teams in football. Just you know, when the end of Brewster first year of Kale days, and so let's not, true. let's not pretend we're like immune to these. Rough patches, like I know, but that's just—it's uh, just yeah. a shame. I, I know. Yeah, the uh, the nugget that <laughs> the Gopher Hole had, I was reading um, before last week's win. Like, I think you—I think I can't remember if you said it, Kurt or Spencer, but their their last win hasn't came since November of 2019, which yeah. has now almost been seven. That would have been almost 700 days from now, almost. And that win. Came against Akron, the yeah. only team worse. <laughs> but, <laughs> but within like the same paragraph, Gopher Hole said, and I really don't know if this was sarcastic, but they said 
that last week's win really started to give this Bowling Green team some momentum. <laughs> 700 well, <yeah>. days. <laughs> but how, how can it not? <laughs> right. But my point to that is PJ doesn't believe in momentum, so... He doesn't believe in Bowling Green. <laughs> yes. yeah. he, he's going to think he got duped like that high school team. He's like, what the? These guys are just a bunch of, bunch of dudes that like, showed up together. I feel like PJ's like, speech may be like, Bowling Green. I mean, green's not even in their color. Like, probably missed that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. So everyone has, uh, well, me and Sam do not have the Gophers covering. I feel like we're the probably looked as the pessimistic too on the podcast, Sam. But no, no. I know we why. need that though. Every good son needs a stern father, and we are the Gopher's stern father. And uh, Max and Spencer are the loving mothers to this. This Gopher squad. I just squad. love my Gophers. I love. Yeah, them. <laughs> they're perfect. All right, um, not a ton, especially compared to last week. The slate is not as strong, but not gonna lie, I would still be spending Saturday watching these games. So. Getting into it, the game of the week, pretty much across the board in everyone's eyes. Uh, Notre Dame takes on Wisconsin in Soldier Field. So definitely closer to Notre Dame, but still not that far of a drive for Madison either. Um, the line I'm seeing currently, I thought it had dropped to five and a half, but it looks like it's back to six and a half favorites for Wisconsin. Um, over under 46 and a half. I think that's right, too. I think it's going to be a low scoring game. Both got excellent defenses. Um I really like Wisconsin's defense, though. I'm not overly impressed with Notre Dame yet. Um, I think Wisconsin wins, but I think it's closer than six and a half. So I'll take Notre Dame to cover, but Wisconsin to win. Yeah, this one's tough for me. Uh, It's going to be interesting. You know, uh, Cone is getting his match against his old team here. Revenge game. Yeah, it's kind of like the drama behind this, but also two great teams going at each other. Don't know really how to feel about the neutral site, but, you know, it's something cool, I guess. Um, gosh, this is tough for me. I think it's really going to come down to one person, and and I think that's Mertz. I think he needs to have a solid game, and I don't know if he does it. I have Notre Dame gonna win, is going to win by 20. Sorry, the score will be 24 to 21. Oh, you like Notre Dame by a field goal. I think that they win. I think they do. I I was thinking Wisconsin, but I don't know, man. Them Irish. Yeah, that Irish side of news is coming out. Yeah. (laughs) I I think Notre Dame are frauds. And I'm not one of those guys that say it every because people hate Notre Dame. I know, Kurt, you really don't like them. I hate them very much. Yeah. Um, I'm not one of those guys, and I don't say it every year, but... They did not impress me. I think Oklahoma, too, is a big fraud. Um, yeah, I think Wisconsin whoops them by at least a touchdown. Yeah. You know, I agree, too. I don't think Notre Dame is – I don't think they're nearly as good as last year. Um, Ian Book was way better than Cohen, I think. Um, and just overall as a team, I think Notre Dame is better. Um, I don't know. They just sometimes – I don't know, man. I don't know. I just think that – I'll give you that was game. I'll give you that Wisconsin's offense does have some stuff to figure out for sure. I just I think Wisconsin's defense isn't getting the respect it deserves just because they did lose the opener to Penn State, even though it was super low-scoring defensive struggle. Um, I just like Wisconsin's defense better than Notre Dame's overall, uh, at least against Notre Dame's offensive line. Um, Wisconsin's offensive problems, yeah, 
seem to be a little bit more on the playmaker level and not necessarily the trenches. And I think Notre Dame has a weaker O-line. That's why I like Notre Dame to win. I'm sorry, Wisconsin to win. All the reasons you, you just said. Um, I, I also like Wisconsin to win. Um, I think Notre Dame, Notre Dame has just been weird all year. But they do, I mean, even though they won, they've played every game close. Um, I don't think Wisconsin's offense is going to run away with it. So I do think Notre Dame will cover. But, yeah, it, it'll be a good game, though. Like, it'll be interesting to watch. I hate that it's on at the same time as the Gophers. Mm-hmm. That's all. All right, so uh, we all pick Notre Dame to at least cover. And uh, Oh, wait, Sam, I'm sorry. You liked Wisconsin to cover. Yep. So all but Sam like Notre Dame to cover. Shoddy likes Notre Dame to win. All right, moving on. Um, the 30 game, I think this is the game I'll be tuning into uh, afternoon as long as it's close. I think it will be. A&M visits Arkansas. It's a, it's a, it's a top 25 matchup, uh, 7 versus 16. A&M is a 5.5-point favorite on the road. And I'm torn on this, but Arkansas has played them tough. They've looked solid so far. Uh, I don't think A&M has their starting quarterback back yet. So I'll take Arkansas at home with the points. Oh, wait, is this uh, to cover? This, this is at AM, isn't it? I think it's at I think it's in Arkansas. It's at it's Arkansas. It? Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. I, I stick with my point then. I like Arkansas to cover. They're five and a half point underdogs. Oh. Hey, I think that I, I don't think that Arkansas will cover. I think that Texas AM will be able to, to pull this one off. It's a good point though. They're at home. Arkansas looked a lot better. Um so going to be tough, but I think A&M's got this one. I got to go Arkansas just because there's a small part of me that thinks they'll just win the game outright, so that's... Oh, that's wow. Yeah, I mean, I definitely I don't think that's a... This one This one feels like one of the harder ones to pick, just because like A&M feels like they should win, even though they kind of had a weird game in Colorado, but talent-wise they're just a very solid team. Even though Arkansas has kind of been on the up-and-up, but but then you look at Arkansas, it's like they've played Rice, Texas, and Georgia Southern. Yeah. So what do we, what do we really know? I'm going to take Texas A&M because I just think they'll win by like a touchdown. Um, yeah. But I think I do think that's going to be a really good game too. And I wouldn't be surprised if Arkansas does beat them. I just don't know enough about Arkansas's offense. Yeah, and A&M does have that all-star defense, so it'll be interesting. Yeah, I'm taking Texas A&M to cover. Um, I just... I don't think they're as good as a lot of the SEC folk like to pump them up as, but at the same time, I and a lot of people would point to that Colorado game. I think it's that just I think the Colorado game kind of boils down to Colorado isn't a bad team, but at the same time, I thought it boiled down to college football where stuff like that just happened. Good point, Sam. That's the wisest thing you've ever said on this podcast. Thank you. Um, I think. <laughs> oh, this one's down at the same time. Sorry, Spence. Did I? No, you picked A and M, right? Yeah, I did. Okay. Um, this one's on at the same time, which I'll also be flipping into, uh, or turning on to, whatever. I will be watching this one as well. Rutgers at Michigan. Michigan's a 20-point favorite, which Max told me that Rutgers corners are out. I'm still tempted to go Rutgers. Um, it's just a lot of points, and Rutgers has been playing really, really solid defense. And I just don't know about Michigan yet. They did beat Washington, but Washington doesn't look... Super, uh, 20 points is a lot. Why do I feel like I'm about to go over this week in picks? I don't care. Give me Rutgers. 20 points is a lot. I'll take Rutgers to cover. I got Michigan. I just can't put my money on Rutgers. I just can't do it. 
Um, I I got Michigan on this one, fellas. I'm with you, Spence. Um, I thought I test Michigan. I haven't seen like a ton, but Michigan just looked solid again. But at the same time, this seems like a Michigan game where they struggle. I think they're gonna win no matter what. But I can see because like under Har- Harbaugh, they've struggled. Like they've just struggled with it. They really should every now and then, but. I don't know. I'm still taking. I, I think they got, especially with what Max said with the said same hit the nail on the head for me too. I'm taking Michigan. Um, just with the eye test, and even I know there's no logic in this, but I feel like if you just try to picture Rutgers at the Big House, I don't envision it. I don't envision it being a close game. <laughs> it just looks they, wrong. Did to they see. just take? They just took Michigan to overtime like a year or two ago. I think it was in Shiano's first year. They took them to overtime. I'm pretty sure. Kurt. Shut up. Granted at, granted at Rutgers, but I'm just at saying. Rutgers. There's the. <laughs> no, this, this I, might this might sound ridiculous to say, especially to non-Big Ten fans. But but if if Michigan beats Rutgers by 20 plus points, I will like see like okay, Michigan is for real. And I know that sounds ridiculous because I get Rutgers is the the butt of a lot of jokes, but they are they're playing so fundamentally sound. They haven't turned the ball over all year, and they're I think the least penalized team in the country is i think is what reese davis tweeted out today um so and i mean that full with full sincerity if michigan beats them by 20 plus points i I will start taking michigan as a serious threat to like be a contender in the east i do they i mean rutgers has been playing solid i guess i don't know i just look at it as three touchdowns i think they can even if they only beat them by 21 they still cover i hear you it's just like wrong if it was, if it was, if it was like twenty-one and a half, maybe it's Rutgers. I don't know. Yeah, I, I get, right. I get in these mental pretzels with the football numbers. I just don't picture Michigan or Rutgers scoring a lot, especially with that. Uh, who's that D end? I keep, I keep on forgetting his name. Um, Hutch Hutchinson or Hutchinson, something yeah. like that. Yeah, that he's destroyed really us. Good. Yeah, he's he's good. Yeah, I just see him causing back scoring enough, and I don't think Rutgers deep enough to stop. Michigan from scoring at least right. the NCAA in rushing yards per game at 350. I ain't scared. <laughs> hey, you guys keep bringing up stuff to make you guys feel better about your pig. I, I'm confident Rutgers. Shiano's doing something special there. You'll see. All right. Uh, <laughs> two more here. Um, do the Big Ten. Well, I will do the Big Ten one next. And this, gosh, okay. Nebraska at East Lansing taking on Michigan State. Michigan State coming off a thrilling game. Well, not really thrilling. They just dominated, to be honest. Uh, I mean, if you're a Spartan fan, I guess. But they dominated Miami, beat them by, uh, I think, 21 points. And then Nebraska coming off a tough, tough game played, but lost ultimately to Oklahoma. Um, I gained respect for the Oscars watching that game. Five points only. I am surprised that it's so few, but, man... I don't know. I someone else go. Well, I'll go first, and you guys can all disagree with five? me again. Five point favorite for Michigan State. Yeah. Oh, I got Michigan State all day, <laughs> all day, fellas. I, you know what, Kurt? I was wrong with my pick last week. I definitely yeah. thought that Oklahoma was going to give it to them. You and Max were right. They did kind of just stay in there, and they were scrappy, which was a good. It ended up being a kind of a cool game. Um, but this is different. This is against another big-time Big Ten team. I just can't foresee. And Sparty's been hot this year so far. So I just got. I think they're just gonna win this one. Totally gonna cover their points. So. Yeah. Uh, I got Michigan State. 
Um, again, like I said earlier, Oklahoma's fraud or fraud. So, yeah, against state. By fraud, what do you mean? Yeah, let's, ranked, let's talk about wait, this. What do you did mean you by say? Oklahoma? They're ranked way too, way too. They're high. ranked. Who would be higher than them, though? Iowa. As much as I hate to say that, mm. I don't think um, they've showed that they deserve that spot. Okay. If, well, deserving. Okay. That that's a lot. I I guess I get it with with who Iowa's beat. I can agree with that. I do think Oklahoma. If Oklahoma and Iowa play next week, I think it's a close game. But I do think Oklahoma wins. But I do agree that Iowa could be ranked higher just based off resume so far. But all right. So Sam likes Sparty. You got Max. Yeah, I also like Sparty. Um, like Spencer said, they've just been hot. They've looked really good. Only five points just feels like. I mean. And in East Lansing. Sounds like somebody knows something. It does. But they also have, I feel like Michigan State's had a couple of these now where back-to-back weeks, it's like, that's it? Or like even last week against Miami, it was like, they're well, That uh, was ridiculous. That's 16, yeah. 16 and a half point line, and then they win by right. three touchdowns. Like, I, I think we yeah. all said it. We're like, I wouldn't be surprised if Sparty wins this one. And they yeah. won it pretty handily. And two, Nebraska feels like they're in a little bit of a similar situation as Miami. Actually, probably worse because, like last week, Miami was kind of in that weird place where it's like, where you know, though they beat Appalachian State, it's like where are they at? Michigan State's been rolling. Nebraska has just been fumbling. Scott Frost is supposed to save them. It's not. They just got beat in another rivalry game. It's Sparty just feels like they're going to dominate. Um, I don't see it being dominated at all. I the Huskers' defense is. 100% legit. They they locked up Oklahoma. It's about as good as anyone's going to do all year. Um, they're physical. Their offense was actually moving the ball really well. They just couldn't stop shooting themselves in the foot. So I'm going to do a total cop-out. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to pick Michigan State to cover. But I think that somebody knows something. I just have a feeling that Nebraska is going to win this game, and I don't know why, but I have no guts, so I'm going to take Michigan State to cover. Hold on. Did you just say you think Nebraska might win this game? I think they are going to win. I don't know why. I just Why do. would you take them then? Take the points. What? what you know? point. <laughs> Even if they don't win, you still get the points. A field, that's it more just, than a field goal. I just have to be feeling stupid. I just doesn't make sense what? to me. So I'll just, <laughs> I'll, just I'll take Sparty. We can't have the... you in this mindset if you're planning <laughs> on going back down to Iowa. I think Iowa put me in this mindset. <laughs> the mental pretzel that is. Uh, yeah, wow. I think Nebraska is going to win, but I just don't trust it. So I'll take Sparty in the points. <laughs> in some way, that makes sense. Uh, I can't even right. talk. I'm still in last place. I've been last place since last year on these. Stupid. What are picks. the standings on this this year? Do you got those down? I, well, Sam's so weird because yeah. he's got like five well, less games than everybody. Yeah, oh, yeah. I got a couple. I'm in. Uh, yeah. So after the <laughs> the last couple weeks, I I don't know. You guys can agree or disagree, but I just put in the picks that like we for sure would have had, even though we weren't on the on the one show. Um, but the ones we either didn't pick at all or like wouldn't have picked, I just put as no picks. So if we're going by total wins, Spencer has the most with nine, but Sam has the highest percentage slightly because he has a couple less games. He has, he has eight wins, but he also has only four losses, or Spencer's nine and five. Kurt, you're eight and six, and I am seven and six. Above 500. Man, last week I thought I did well, too. I think everyone did decent last week. 
Damn it, Indiana wrong, I know. Yeah. I was too. All right, well. See how this goes. I thought our fans were keeping track. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, fans, reach out to us and uh, send that to us about who's uh, got the best picks. Anyway, last one. We'll end with this. A Big 12 matchup. I think it's interesting. Both teams undefeated. 6 p.m. kickoff time. Kansas State meets Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State is the home team and a six-point favorite. Um, and Kansas State is the ranked team, though. 25, so not huge. It's expected to be a defensive matchup. Over-under is 46. Um, I've doubted Oklahoma State all year, and I'm done doing that. And Because I, I just like seeing them do well. I don't really know what it is. I just do. So I'm going to take Oklahoma State. They win by seven in a close one. I zoned out. Where are they playing? Kansas State. Oh, uh, this is a tough one because I literally haven't seen either of these teams play at all, and I don't know anyone anything about them. I've seen Kansas State destroy uh, Stanford, and then I saw mm. Oklahoma State beat Boise. Mm. That's all I got. Uh, <laughs> I got. Uh, I I got Oklahoma State. But I feel like you did the last game, Kurt. I feel like I have Oklahoma State, but I feel like Kansas State's just going to win outright. (laughs) But I'm going with Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State failed me last time in Iowa when I bet on them, so I'm going to go Kansas State. (laughs) You guys. It's like roulette, Sam. Even though it's been black four times, it's still going to be black again. I got messed up on that. That was dumb. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm also, I'm going to take Kansas State too. I think Oklahoma State probably wins at home, um, but just I don't know six points. Looking at my only logic for this one is looking at Oklahoma's uh, last three games. They beat Boise by one. They beat Tulsa by five, and they beat Montana State by uh, what seven. So I just I think it's going to be close. I got you. I, uh, I'm looking at Nebraska. I'm trying to think if I have the balls to pick them or not. I know we already moved on. I should just call it good. Oh, I just see that they're running backs out indefinitely. Okay, I'll stick with Michigan State. I'm going to stick with Michigan State. I still just have a... I don't know. Nebraska just gets those weird games. I think they're, an, I think they're a solid team. I know that sounds ludicrous. I, I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I could be dead wrong. I just really don't see it being a blowout. Their defense was was awesome against Oklahoma, so we'll see. But, uh, yeah, anyway, that's been another episode of Sky U Pod. Um, it should be a relaxing for game this uh, this week. Should be fun. Um, I don't know, 20 bucks. I might think about heading out there. I don't know yet, though. Um, yeah, anyways, folks, anything else you guys want to add before you sign out? Win streak is on the line. It is 21 straight. Let's make it 22. And uh, thanks for listening and appreciate y'all.